0: Welcome to carve your own fucking path podcast, a podcast about badass women who found the clarity and courage to live life on their own terms. I'm Willow, your host, lifestyle coach, and NLP practitioner. In each episode, you'll hear personal stories alongside candid interviews with women who have boldly stepped into the unknown to create extraordinary and unconventional lives. You can expect to hear juicy topics like how to reinvent yourself after an identity or health crisis dating and finding love, saying F you to your fears and how to harness the mindset to create all of your big impossible goals. My mission for this podcast is to inspire your inner risk taker to be courageous and unapologetic about what you really want and to start taking action today. I'm so excited to have you here. All right, let's go. Have you ever felt like you just did not fit into the life that you are supposed to be living? Or you just feel like things are maybe harder for you than other people? Well, I definitely know how that feels. And ever since learning about human design just a few months ago, I have been obsessed with learning more because it's really shown my natural gifts and unique system for going about life. I personally have benefited from learning about it and I then started listening to podcasts and finding as much as I could about human design and that's how I found my next guest Felicia Baird who is a tv producer podcaster and human design expert and after years of feeling like she was forcing and doing life wrong Felicia discovered human design and she said during our first reading it felt like they were speaking directly into her soul So it was her permission slip to embrace her true self. I'm really excited to share her story and her path towards human design and also to inspire you to get your free chart. You can get it at mybodygraph.com and other places online. So all you need to know is your birth time. So make sure you have that before you download your chart. Okay, let's meet Felicia. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to Carve Your Own Fucking Path, Felicia Baird, by Felicia on Instagram. Welcome and thank you for joining. I'm so excited to dig into your path and all the things that you're into, which sounds like you're into many different things. And I found you through Instagram because I'm getting interested in human design and it's something that I'm new to, and there's just there's a lot of content out there. But yours really resonated because it was direct. It was um, it was definitely the most clear kind of descriptions that I found, and I just really enjoyed going through your content. So I had to have have you on the podcast.
1: Thank you so much. That means a lot.
0: Yeah. So. I'm really interested in your story and the path that you've taken. Um, so I don't know much about your story. If you can share just a little you know background of how you came to where you are today um, with the human design and the coaching, that would be awesome.
1: Yeah, for sure. So I'm Felicia, and i um my story i don't I don't find it very unique, but it's just kind of one of those things where. I was, for my 20s, I was in um, working my way up in TV and, and I worked my way up with a TV producer, which um, is great. Super proud of it. I love what I do, um, but I felt like I was forcing it just a bit. Like I was just like, you know, anyone who's in TV or, you know, has done contract work knows that it's, you get the contract that you get and you know, you get offered contracts all the time, but you also build a lot of friendships along the way. And a lot of the friends that I made friends with did the same thing I did, which was so great. And we were able to relay on that end, but I felt like just from the outside perspective that it seemed a little bit easier for them. Like I was just Mm. like, something isn't driving here. I'm doing all of the right things and I don't understand why, you know, they're getting better contracts or, you know, you hate going toe to toe with your friend in an interview, but you know, they would get it and not me. And I mm-hmm. always, always had this mentality of, there's enough room for everybody, it's fine. And I and I never went without work, which I, was, I just felt like it was harder for me to break into it than anyone else. And I couldn't understand why. Um, and then of course I was going at the, you know, I did everything, you know, get out of school, Meet the boyfriend, them, have a dog, did all the things. Um, and then that just wasn't driving mm. either. And so, like, I had this point in my life where I was like, okay, nothing's really working. <laughs> and I don't mm. understand why. And I knew that at, at the time, I couldn't really find a lot of stuff on the internet and on Instagram of people talking about their story. So I started talking about mine. Um, and I, that's where by Felicia Baird came into play. Cause I just started talking about everything that I was doing, um, in, and how I was shifting my mindset. Um, but I just, it wasn't like, I also like when you surround yourself with people that don't get it, you're going to get a lot of backlash for it. And so, mm-hmm. you know, my, my mom literally called one day and she's like, why are you doing this stuff on Instagram? I don't understand. Like, what makes you qualified to do this? And then I lived with someone who would say, like, you can't just help people. Like, you don't know what you're doing and you don't have a certification in this. Like, why are you preaching about this? So it's like, I would constantly just be having people tell me that I can't, like, it's just stupid for me to put this stuff out there. Um, But then, you know, and then you can't do both and stick with TV. Why are you jeopardizing TV? You've, You've worked so hard for this. So it's like, I did all of the shoulds. And that is why I love human design so much. Cause when I came across it, by the way, I eventually just ditched the dude and then moved on with my life (laughs) Mm -hmm. because I was just like, no, I'm feeling this really strong pull to do this. um, And I just really need to follow this. And like, if you're not going to follow me on this path, which takes zero effort on your part. So I don't understand why you wouldn't, but whatever, Mm -hmm. like I, I'm going to go and do it on my own without you. And so I did. Um, and so, um, that's a massive thing too, is just like learning how to ditch the environment that you're in and like learning how to create your own environment. And like, I think being your biggest thing that be going right now is because like no one understands what you're doing. No one gets what you're doing, um, except for you. So yeah, learning to understand stand that you don't need to do the same thing as everyone else. Um, and it'll all work out the way that it should. And so I feel like this is the long term. I'm so sorry. Um, no, when I discovered human design. Yeah. <laughs> 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 when I discovered human design, I was just like, this is it. Like, I felt like someone was literally reading into my soul because it was like, I was now single at 28 when all my friends are getting married and having kids and like all of this stuff. And I was just like, okay, I'm like, so far away from all of that. Um, I'm -hmm. still renting when everyone's buying. Like I just had this moment in my life where I'm just like, I am behind, like I'm doing something wrong. Even though I felt like in my soul, like I'm trying to do it all right. Like I'm trying to do what I should be doing, but it's just not working for me. And I don't understand why it's not working. Um, so when someone gave me my first human design reading, I literally felt like they were speaking to my soul. And when I was a man, like I'm a manifesting generator, so I'm supposed to be doing it differently. And also I'm an Aquarius, so I'm really supposed to be doing it differently. Um, so it's just like learning to ditch like what I feel like I should be doing and like really tapping into my heart of what I want to be doing. And that sounds so easy, but that is the mission that everyone always kind of comes like the wall that everyone hits because they're just like surrounding themselves. And I know that it's their environment that they're in, um, because I was in it. So.
0: Mm-hmm. And the, I can identify with this a hundred percent, the, the shoulds and trying to fit in when everyone else around you seems to just naturally fall into the, the roles and you know, the, I call it the prescribed path. And it, it doesn't mean it's not <laughs> right or wrong. It's like, it's what's sold to us, you know, where it's programmed. Like you, you, this is the step and the next, and you keep going. So did you feel like as you were going along and doing these, you know, taking these steps that there was always a bit of a disconnect or was it something that really started to become clear in your late twenties when you're like 28?
1: Um, It kind of, I, I always felt like it was disconnected. Like I, I just always, I don't know, looking back now, like I just, I wish I could have just enjoyed life a little bit better and not mm-hmm. care so much, but I do, I care so much. And I, um, and I, it just, it was it's always something that like, it was just this tug in me being like, something's wrong. Something's off. Um, you know, you're traveling, you're still traveling in your twenties. You have a cool job on the outside, it looks great. You have a nice car, you have a nice condo, you have a dog, you have a boyfriend, everything's fine. So what is wrong with Mm -hmm. you? And so it's like always feeling like something is wrong, but it's really because I wasn't, I was just trying to fit into what everyone wanted me to fit into and it just wasn't working out. And so I think I really discovered it when I was like 28, 29. Um, but but like, I think I just gave myself permission to feel into it more at 28, 29, but in my early twenties, I I definitely felt it.
0: Yeah. You can stuff it down for only so long. Right. And then Mm -hmm. it just sort of comes out. So, and how long ago was that?
1: Uh, That was just last year.
0: (laughs) Okay. So, So, um, Got it.
1: Yeah. It's been a lot. So it's so exactly, oh my gosh, two years ago today.
0: um, Mm -hmm. I just
1: thought about that today when I was driving home um, but I blew my whole life up. Like I just blew it up. I ended my seven year relationship, walked away from the dog was probably the hardest part. Um, but ambiguously ambly walked away from that, which was nice. Um, wasn't like a bad, horrible breakup, but, um, I didn't have a place to live. My contract had ended, so I didn't have a job and I now don't have like my foundation. And I was just like, okay, what do I do now? I don't even know. Um, so it's been a process of, of building it up. But I would recommend it to anybody who feels stuck. Like, that's the thing. Like, it's harder to live the life that you're not happy with. And I'm trying to think in any moment that I'm just like, oh, I wish I didn't do that. I would just think, like, I would be feeling the exact same way as I did. And I wouldn't have made moves. So, like, even though it's still kind of like, oh, I don't really understand yet. And I had to move home with my parents for a bit, which is fine. They're lovely. But Mm -hmm. it was like having this moment of being like, okay, now I really feel bad. I know that it's like like one step back, two steps forward. Mm-hmm.
0: And what about, do you have any moments of that clarity that you just were like, I, this, I can't do this anymore? Any moments of clarity? And then talk, can you talk about the courage that it takes and like that process of stepping out of a life like that and leaving everything behind? And like you said, just throwing, throwing a bomb in your, in your whole world yeah um
1: well I'd like I when I think back on it I do think that it was like my higher self-speaking at the time just like mm-hmm. like I almost feel like I had like an outer body experience it was like you know when you watch like we bought a zoo and he's like you just need 20 seconds of courage I literally told myself that and I was like okay I just need to 20 seconds just say the words um and so I they just came out of my mouth and it was like okay And I was fine, like I was fine, like for the first bit of it. Like I was, I was, I knew it was the right decision. I knew it, but when it came to, and this is the important part because it's one of those things where you look back, um, Mm -hmm. when it came to actually moving out and finding a place and doing all those things, then I started trying to backpedal. Then I was like, no, 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 no. I don't know if this is right. Like, I don't know if this is gonna be the thing. Yeah. And looking back now, I know it was because I was afraid and it was, Mm -hmm. I was afraid of the unknown as any human being would be. Um, I didn't actually want my life back. And that is like the massive thing to distinguish. And I am like, looking back being like, Oh my gosh, I'm so happy that, you know, it didn't work out and we didn't make up because like Mm -hmm. I have, you know, everything worked out the way that it should. Um, but I I did have moments where I was like, I don't understand, like, I don't get why this is happening and all of that stuff. But it was because I was afraid of the unknown. You are always afraid of like, what's going to happen when you take the risk. Mm -hmm. Like when, so basically I was in the middle of the free fall and then I was trying to swim back up against air. (laughs) Yeah.
0: For safety. And what was, like, what was, the stories, I guess, if, if you can pick a couple of them out, like what were the stories that you were telling yourself for all those years that kept you in that, in, in the relationship? Was there anything that, that you look back now and you just think, whoa, that was a complete fear-based, you know, limiting decision, limiting belief type of thing?
1: Like in any aspect
0: of my life? In general, if there was anything that, that there was something maybe that was keeping you in this life that you didn't feel that connected to for so long. If there was any, just, I'm curious about the, the limiting beliefs that keep us stuck, essentially, if there was anything you identified, you know, that you kind of looked at honestly, and then that helped move you forward.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, I think one of the things that, it's all, it's all fear, right? Like, it's the fear of the unknown. Okay, like, I'm ready to leave. Where am I going to live? All right, I'm ready to leave. I don't really have any money. Like, all right, I'm ready to leave. But you know, this, this, and this. But it, and amongst other things, um, I was surrounding myself with people who didn't see my fullest potential. So it was like I see myself as a certain thing, um, but the way that this person, all these people, were speaking and the way that they were treating me and the way that they would just like tell me that it's not possible then they clearly didn't understand my heart and my soul and Mm -hmm. so every time that I would say like this isn't you know my job's not working and it's like well you have to make it work like what do you like what like you're getting a paycheck like what do you want like you're just not so Mm -hmm. they always made me feel like I was the one that wasn't happy and I was the one that like had something wrong with them because I just wasn't happy meanwhile I'm trying to strive for other things but they're like they're telling me that I can't do that at the same time so it wow. was just a lot of bought and I bought into those stories you know and that was a heartbreaking thing like when I look back that's what hurts the most is that I listened to it
0: mm-hmm. and
1: I was just like well how can the person that I'm supposed to spend the rest of my life with not see that then maybe I am not that and so it's really hard especially when you're young and especially when you're again like doing all the things you should be doing and I'm surrounded like all my like all my best friends are getting married and they're engaged and they're doing all the things. Why do I feel like my relationship is harder? Why do I feel like this Mm -hmm. is harder than what theirs is? Like what's, what's not clicking here. Yeah. Um, So it's like really getting, and then the courage comes from, from courage comes from just being tired of your own story. And so when it comes to, you know, the personal development world, whatever, and then the, Very, very big common question that I now get is Well, my partner isn't stepping up and meeting me where I want him to meet me, and my partner's not into this the way Mm -hmm. that I'm into this. And a lot of it is just show up the way that you want to show up, and then they'll meet you. Well, I did, and then he never met me. So, um, And then you start digging deeper, right? Then you're just like, okay, well, like, let me just go to an astrologist. Let me go to this. Let me go to this. Like, just to help (laughs) me figure it out because I know the answer. I'm afraid to do it. So I need someone to, like, reassure me on something. Mm -hmm. And someone literally said that to me. They're just like, you have the ability to soar and you are so powerful, but you have to be okay with the people. With simple not coming to you. And that is what you're afraid of, is that like you're going to do this alone. And so when I, when she told me that, I was just kind of like, okay. And I sat on it for like maybe a, this, maybe only a month. And then I was just like, mm-hmm. you know what? I'm going to soar and you're not coming. And if you don't want to come, then you can't come. And yeah. And I just took off. Like it was,
0: yeah. Um, and was it sounds like part. it was the right that it, that he didn't, you know, follow or join you or meet you. So it sounds like that was, it actually did happen. Because you then, yeah. you, you fully showed up how you wanted to. And what about other people in your life? Have you then now shifted away from these people? Have you kind of created a whole new circle and community?
1: Yeah, whole new one. Um, I mean, my best friends always stayed with me and like those were, like I'm so lucky that I have that.
0: Mm-hmm
1: sense of support and like i my family's really supportive and it's really great um but yeah i had to let a lot of people go that were like it was like our world it was like yeah. my and his world that we had built together like and i had to i i fully just took i stepped i stepped back and that was um hard but fine and it all ends up coming together and then the past didn't end there i mean i kept going and i kept I got, um, a therapist and I dug deeper into some things and now just like things just don't bother me as much as it used to, like how, like this whole, like having zero expectations on people and just like, Oh, that's, I mean, I would show up to me, but obviously so a lot of it is letting go of control and just, Mm -hmm. yeah. That free fall that we were talking about, just
0: just worrying
1: about you and not really having expectations for others.
0: Yeah, that's huge. It's cutting out a little bit. I don't know if that's my Wi-Fi or yours, but is it? It's good for you. No, no, I don't. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm getting most of it. Um, okay. So yeah, that free fall. And again, it's like how when people, when you do it, when you finally do it. I've heard this about having kids. I, I don't have children, but friends have it's like jumping off a cliff. You just jump. <laughs> You don't know and you're just there you there you go. And I found that to be true in other ways. You know, when you when you go for something, it's just those first like initial steps and then I mean you just gotta go with Mm -hmm. it. So so now that was a couple years ago. You have your first human design reading around the same time. And Mm -hmm. tell us about that process. So you were into astrology and other, I'm assuming other um, personality tests and things like that right so you had been seeking those things out but there was something about human design that really connected to you
1: yeah um but not right away because like I would hear it on podcasts and um listening to the personal development stuff and then someone had mentioned human design and they're like oh my god human design changed my life and I
0: was just like <laughs> what is this okay. <laughs> yeah
1: um anyway yeah. next episode like moving on and then like <laughs> <laughs> um, it was like a year ago that I was sitting at my desk and I like, I still like, you know, I have the title, but I just feel like something's missing. And so I was just like, there's gotta be something else, man. Like there's gotta be something else that I could be doing, but like what my life is so intertwined with TV. I don't even know. Um, and so, uh, someone was offering human design readings for 50% off. So I just bit it. Like I was just like, okay, let's do this. And it was just like, she just like laid so much of my um, life just out and it was exactly what I needed to hear at the time. And so I had another session after that. And then I was hooked. Like I was like, okay, like I'm going to get certified mm. and other people need to hear this too. Like I, I yeah. just it works really well with my mindset stuff. Um, and it does, it really just like plays such a big help in all areas of your life, like it's basically your energetic DNA and it helps you understand like how you're supposed to make decisions, how you're supposed to communicate, how you're supposed to do business, how you show up with teams, like
0: Mm -hmm.
1: it's just so in depth, like keep going into it. And it's like, so like unique to you. And it just gives you like the tools and the confidence that you need to really just like step into your potential and you're meant to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, the first reading was pretty basic. The second one went a little bit deeper. And then when I started doing it on my own, like I, I play around with my chart all the time. And um, it was just really cool that now that I can read my own chart, I discovered today, like two of the biggest pieces of my chart. Um, like, so, you know, how it's like, you have a center that's defined, so you have these defined centers, which are consistent energy within you. And then the open centers, when you're looking at your they are the white spaces. Those mm. are the, those are the energy parts that you pick up from other people. So that's yeah. just like my G centers really defined. So I just did a podcast on this today where my G center is super, super defined, like not even just like the color, but like all of the numbers in it are colored in as well and that means that those gates are defined as well so it's just your center it's cool looking back today looking back on my life and that is your identity center where that is if it's defined, and then you know exactly who you are gee like well you know like exactly like that you could trust yourself and you know exactly what you're doing. And so when I looked back today and I thought about like how that much, how that did not apply to the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. And it just shows you how like out of alignment I was because I just really felt like I needed to always be validated, which does show up in other aspects of my chart. But, um, and then my root center is really defined. All of the gates are defined in that too. So it just basically means I know myself and my root center is like the pressure to like get it done. Like it's just like Mm -hmm. whatever, burden comes up, whatever obstacle comes up, like I can plow through and get it done. So that's my favorite part about human design in a nutshell is just like always discovering new things about yourself and then letting go of all of the stories that don't serve that.
0: Mm -hmm. Yes, definitely. And again, I, the gates and what you're speaking, I don't actually know about those specific things. So I want to learn a lot more, of course. And so for people, again, I feel like I, I have never heard of this and I thought I was up and up on, you know, the things. But so if you could outline the five different types, just a basic, you know, overview and that each person has, I mean, a very unique chart, just like an astrology chart, right? So there's so many elements that make up each person's chart, but we, we mm-hmm. fall underneath these five um types is that what they're called
1: yeah so those are the energy types yeah so those are those are like oh my god i love starting from the basics do you (laughs) love language um uh, so so for anyone listening and you need a human design you're going to go to mybodygraph.com and you're going to type in all your info. If you were typing in like all the information that you think so your birthday, the location that you were born at, the time that you were born at, you're going to type all of that in and then like a chart comes up and it's this funky looking thing <laughs> and it sounds going to be colored in, something not, it's going to be black, it's going to be red, it's going to be all the things. And so I love explaining to people right from the beginning what it is. So you're either going to be one of five types. You're going to either be a manifesting generator, a generator, a projector, a manifester or a reflector. Um, and I'll give you the rundown of them. So a generator is someone who has, you're an energy being. So your sacral is defined, um, which is going to be the second one from the bottom. And it's a square. And that is where, that's our energy center. That is where we have the energy to keep going and going and going. Um, and only generators and manifesting generators. this. Um, but the problem with generators is that, y- you know, When you're doing something that you love doing, you magnetize energy, right? Like you can go for hours at a time and it overflows to other people who don't have this defined. So if you're a projector like yourself, you're going to be around me and you're going to want to work all the time and get it done and all that stuff because I'm oozing energy over to you and you pick Mm. that up from me. So it's like um, you can get that done and you're so magnetizing when you're doing what you love doing. But the thing with generators is that they learn from a young age that their energy can be used to things they don't want to do, so they can really get into the people-pleasing mode. So it's like, mm-hmm. hey, can you help me move? Uh, okay. And then it's like, those it like do all these things because they feel like they have to do them. Okay. So then what happens is like later in life they become super stuck, super burnt out, super unhappy because they're no longer following what they need to do to light them up, and that is literally the only job of a generator—just doing what you love doing. So the sacral is very like yes, no, I won't want to do this and i like like my life like i'm just like so over overfilled with energy and a lot of the times we're not listening to that feeling that's within our body and we're doing the thing that we feel like we have to do so mm-hmm. when you can ditch the have to do and really just live your life doing things that you want to do then the generator is always going to follow that path that they need to follow um manifesting generators are the exact same way but a manifesting generator is a hybrid between manifester and generator so mm-hmm. they have a like, go 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 energy can get it done if they're doing something they love doing but they also and this is a key part because i run into a lot of manifesting generators that forget that we also have the manifestor so you have to rest sometimes too and okay. having like that resting spot is very important because that is what's going to kind of pull you back and make you have the energy to keep going and like help you reassess, get creative. Um, the difference between a manifesting generator and a generator is that a manifesting generator is here to do all of the things. So we are the type of people, like for me, I am a TV producer. I work on human design. I work on mindset stuff. Like I do a bunch of different things. They're the type of person that will be like a an accountant in the day and a DJ at night kind of thing. And they are okay with it multi but a generator yeah exactly mm-hmm. um and a generator oh and sorry manifesting generator will also they move around a lot so it's like you could start a business be all in and six months later you don't want to do that business anymore or okay. you know six months later you choose to take like a different shift like hence my podcast like before we had started speaking you said that I have rebranded like three times it's because like just felt like it. Like, I was just like, Mm -hmm. I don't want to talk about this anymore. I want to now talk about this and I don't want to do this anymore. And I want to talk about this. So it's like being okay with that because I think a lot of manifesting generators, what they get told is that they are scatterbrained and they are, Mm. you know, they can't finish what they've started. And like, why do you hop around so much? And it's because that's in our literal design. Like, Mm -hmm. so hearing that really helped me Feel into the fact that I'm okay with the fact that I'm going to be fully committed to this and then probably change my mind in six, seven months. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just, just have to follow what lights up. Yeah. Um, and a gen at a time. So, uh, like Beyonce is a generator. Beyonce, like, does music. And every now and then she comes back and she, release the kick-ass album that is like more badass than the one before that that's what a generator is like they like instead of like quitting and like moving on to something else they go deeper and they go deeper okay and they go deeper and like they just like start like they just become the master at this thing that they're working on and they are just going to be the best ones doing it
0: Mm -hmm. so the manifesting generator is a ton of energy but that's you can i guess um pivot to use that word Mm -hmm. but you can move around a lot more with ease because are you good at a lot of things as well so there's just there's more opposite more options for you and that your interest i guess just shifts more often
1: yeah like you'll just like you'll be committed to something and then you're not so that's the manifestor side and the generator side really just battling right like they're just okay um (laughs) <laughs> they can that with that. The side of you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um And yeah. so, but a big takeaway from a manifester generator and a generator is that they are here to play. Like, mm-hmm. the more you're doing the things that light you up, the more it's a service for other people. But society mm-hmm. wants you to think that it's the opposite, right? Like, you have to make sure that everyone else has their cup before you fill yours. And that's yeah. not the case like you're here to play you're here to do the things that you love to do and when you're doing that it it's a service to other people it overflows onto other people and you're going to become so magnetizing when you're doing that okay um and then moving on yeah and then moving on to projectors which is you um you guys are like the guides of society so um you guys are the ones that help us um help help the energy beings out. You don't have your sacral defined. None of the, none of the other energy types have their sacral defined. So you are here to show people that it's meant to work three, four hours a day and then rest. And that is how it's done. Like you come in and you set your timer and you know how to be so efficient with your time. And then you're just like, Nope, I'm done. I'm going to do whatever I want after this. And I'm just going to re-energize and I'm going to recharge. Um, and you guys can see other people's path better than they can. Mm-hmm. So,
0: I, sorry. I think you had said um, so. Oh, sorry. I, I was gonna. You made this analogy of projectors being like a bird in a tree. I think. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It, it was like. So it's um, like. You know, looking down and kind of seeing. Okay, so manifestors, generators are running around, creating, building things and the projectors are
1: so you guys so the manifesting generators and the generators i like to say like when you look so you guys are the birds projectors you're looking down um and you're looking at the lions and the tigers and they're playing around and so you feel like you need to do that too so if you went down as a bird and hopped around you would feel like a really bad lion or a really bad tiger because you're smaller and you like you just can't keep up and you don't have enough energy to like do what they're doing and you're gonna feel like you're behind and that's what society. ID makes us feel like right they make us feel like everyone has to do the same thing all the time so when a projector tries to hustle and when a projector's trying to get shit done they're going to feel like they're not doing as much and they're going to feel like they're running around in circles and they're going to feel like they're not good enough compared to the other you know lions and tigers and you're not a bad lion or tiger you're just a really good bird
0: mm-hmm. you're going
1: to sit up on the branch and like yeah observe the lions and tigers, they're so like focused on the things that are in front of them that they're not looking at the thing that like, they don't know the path to get out of the forest. Like that's why they look at you Mm -hmm. and like, you can see people's paths better than they can. So you are the one that can be like, Hey, lion or tiger, you're going to go this way. And like, that's where you're going because we just get so focused on like the thing that lights us up and the thing that's in front of us at the moment that we don't look around and we can't really think like, okay, what's the big picture here? So Mm -hmm. that's where you guys come in. You guys are the ones that
0: help us do that. Um fascinating yeah. I just, and I love the analogy of what you just said and or the metaphor, and then the other thing, so as a I realized that I've been doing life completely backwards in regards to this because it definitely resonates a lot of this stuff and and I thought too that whenever I heard the working three or four hours a day, I mean I laughed like, oh my god, that always whenever I was in a confined nine to five type structure, you know, it was very, you know, be physically in a place and crank out, you know, however, you know, the eight, nine hours, it never felt right. And I know a lot of people can say, yeah, of course it's, that's not the best situation and it doesn't feel natural, but there's something to it where it always, yeah, just felt the, like I can get stuff done really fast and focus if, if I'm focused. And then the rest of the time, it just feels like, you know, kind of, a a waste. And so working for myself, that, that definitely works better at the same time. It's now knowing how to, to manage time better and just being more and being more focused and diligent and and having more of that productive time rather than, you know, stretching it out and, and pushing too hard. So this Mm -hmm. was, this was, this was the life changing part for me when I learned this very recently. Um, and especially starting, you know, my own business, I'm like, it's 15, 16 hours sometimes. And that, that was kind of the regular yeah. thing. And then I'm like, whoa, this is no wonder it's just, it's pushing. It's like going uphill, mm-hmm. you know, just, pushing yeah, hard. I
1: think the biggest thing to remember for you is that you can see the bigger picture of your business really well. And so, um, you're the type of person that you want to, in order to minimize those work when you're making enough money to do so, you should be outsourcing big time because yeah, I can't wait. Like that is where yeah, <laughs> that is where you're gonna. Because you are you're the one you're the leader you're the guy you're the one that knows. Um, Where it's like for me, like I might have days where I'm doing that too, but when I outsourced, I am basically looking for someone to give me like where's my business going. I need you to see it just as much as if not better than where
0: mm-hmm. I. Right.
1: Yeah. Like I need someone to, what you need to hear and like, show me where my road is. Cause sometimes I just get lost in like my, well, I want to be this and then I want to be this and what's this. So, Mm -hmm. um, that's where, that's where knowing like the business side of it, like really comes into play and that's where it gets really cool. Very cool. Um, yeah. And so then we have the manifestors who are also like non-energy beings and they need rest too. Mm
0: -hmm. Um, but
1: they are the ones, they're the leaders, like they are the ones that can literally come out of the womb and know exactly what to do to like survive and like society of course doesn't make us feel like 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 that way right like you can't just have like a baby telling like calling the shots like you are (laughs) you need to have authority figures right so (laughs) um and so what happens is a lot of the times manifestors will be told like you know tone it down like don't like you don't know what you're talking about so like they're natural born leaders but their light starts to dim because people just make them feel like they can't trust themselves um and so they start to within themselves stop stop trusting themselves and they're now looking for authority figures when they are that person so the biggest thing that a manifester can do is just realize that they're um, like the leaders like they are the ones they're the authority figures they know what they're doing and they need to step into that mm-hmm. but a lot of their a lot of their work in life is unconditioning or deconditioning from what they've learned about like having to do other things and like obey by other people and like realize they're the person, they're the leader. So Mm now an an analogy that I like to use with them is that if you had a very packed train platform that was going from England to Paris and you like as a manifester, you are the conductor and you're just going to say, I'm going from England to Paris. Um, And whoever wants to come just come. And then, like, you don't care who gets on that train because the train's going anyway. So mm-hmm. you're not going to walk around the platform being like, hi, oh, do you want to come on my train? Like, hi, oh, do you want to come on my train with me? You're not going to do that. That's not what a manifestor would do. I'm seeing where you're going and they can come or not. And thanks for that. Like, manifestors, too. hmm
0: Oh, I lost you. Are you there? You're back. Hey. <laughs> hey. Was that me? I'm sorry. I don't know. The Wi-Fi is so bad. It's like it keeps cutting out. But I don't know. If, <laughs> Do you want me you- to say that? That's thing again? Well, I, I, yeah, we were like right in the middle of the train. Yeah. And so Analogies. the, you know, the, the, yeah, so you're, if you could pick it up from the, the, um, the train is leaving and they're, they're not going to go around and say, hey, do you want to join the train? It's, you know, because yeah. it's all, they're going, it's going already.
1: Yeah, exactly. Hmm. So the analogy is that like if you were a train conductor, um, you're going to announce that your train is going from um, England to, to Paris. Um, and you like from London to Paris, England to Paris, sense, but (laughs) London to Paris, um, and whoever wants to come with you can come because the train's going whether or not you're on it or not. Um, so they're not going to really walk around the platform and say like, Hey, do you want to come on my train? Like, Hey, do you want to come on my train? That's leaving. You're not going to do that. You're going Mm -hmm. to just strictly announce what's happening and take it early bit, and that is exactly the attitude and the energy that the manifestor has to have mm-hmm. um but of course when they're they've spent their whole life being told that that's not how you're supposed to show up um a lot of their process is just um really and when it comes for them they're not like even if they're selling a program or whatever that they really believe in, then they're not going to strive in it, right? So. Mm -hmm.
0: Uh-oh. Oh, Oh, I lost you again. Are you there? Hi. Hi. Hey, is it, is it just, um, is the Wi-Fi just cutting out on your end or is it bumping you off?
1: It's not, is it, is that what it is? Because my WiFi's full is full Yeah, then like weird. you'll just freeze and then because yeah, you'll just freeze and then, you, and uh-huh. then it just like goes ding dong and then I'm back.
0: Oh, okay. So it's not pushing you off. Cause it just goes, yeah, same thing. You freeze and then, <laughs> oh yeah, my God, technology. Then, then, then. Yeah. Um, Yeah.
1: I've just opened the door. So hopefully I can like, I don't even know (laughs) more. I don't know if that works, but (laughs) yeah,
0: (laughs) whatever works. Um, yeah, cool. Okay. So then, so now we have the last, the fifth type, which I know nothing about actually. I've not heard anything about this one. Yeah. So they're the reflectors. So they
1: are, um, so when you're looking at your chart, they won't have anything defined so they won't have any color in their chart at all. Um, yeah, it's really interesting. And so they might have some, I don't know if they'll have defined gates. Yeah, they have defined gates, um, but they don't have defined energy centers. That means that all of the energy that they pick up, they pick up from other people. So their environment is very, very important for them. Right? So they need to make sure that they're in an environment where they're thriving because if they're not in an environment where they're thriving, um, they could really feel stuck and they can really feel like they're behind in life. Like that that's where the whole doing life wrong thing is working. So if your work, if you're not really happy with that, or if you feel like, um, you know, you're in a relationship with someone's really projecting or anything like that, like you want to really make sure that it's clear to you that none of your energy that you have is yours. So all of the energy centers represent a type of thing, like just like how earlier I was talking about the G center and the identity, Mm -hmm. none of that stuff, none of that stuff matters to you. Like you're not going to have any um, exact feelings about anything, any exact anything. Like you obviously have feelings, but like you need to make sure that your self-care routine is so strong that you know how to shed people's opinions, people's fears, like you have to realize that none of that stuff's yours. So if you're, you know, really afraid of COVID or something right now, you have to realize, you have to take a look at the people that are, you're surrounding yourself with, because that's not yours to carry around. Like you're picking up other people's fears of projections. So Does that mm-hmm. make
0: sense? Okay. So they're, they're essentially more sensitive and receptive and have to really manage their space because of their sensitivity.
1: Yeah, exactly. So if you're a reflector, you're either thriving in your environment or you're not. And so um, you have to make sure that you're surrounding, it's your job to surround yourself um, with people that bring you up rather than bring you down. Um, But if you um, like that, again, it's societal conditioning is that their biggest obstacle is that you can't just not do something because you aren't thriving in it, right? Like people make you feel like you can't just up and leave a situation because you're not happy or you can't just leave a job because it doesn't make you feel good. So a big thing is trusting yourself that, yeah, you can do all of that stuff. And if you don't thrive in your office job in Toronto, maybe you'll thrive in like um, tree planting in BC or something like that. So you Mm -hmm. have to like be strong enough to go do that.
0: Okay. It sounds like everything in each design can, apply to everybody meaning well it's, exactly
1: yeah you know it's, it's and i think very, that's more where the energy centers come in because like if something's open then you feel it more and that's where you pick up but like for reflectors everything's open um mm-hmm. but but it, every it, i like energy type is so important and like it's basically just your aura of how you're showing up to every situation mm-hmm. um but it's the energy centers that are important too because if you can recognize which one's which energy you're picking up that's not your story to carry around and if you can pick up like which ones that you're very confident and strong in and it's not going to change that is where i feel like you can thrive so my opinion of that's a little bit different
0: okay and whenever you work with clients so you're still producing tv you're still doing all you know the obvious know, you're doing your podcast you're working with clients what, what do you specialize in when you work with people? Is there something that you work with them on? Is it business? Is it um, any relationships? Is it anything specific or is it more, is it with just women? Yeah.
1: Or- um, it's not just with women. I- I focus a lot on mindset. Um it's been my mm-hmm. jam for a couple of years, even before I got human design under my belt. Um, I my biggest thing is making sure that people have the tools that they need to get out of any rut that they're in, any you know, any situation where they might be feeling stuck.
0: Um, mm-hmm. So
1: to me, I use human design and mindset tools to help you really break through that confidence barrier and like knowing that you're showing up to your fullest potential and like building a life that you love Mm -hmm. um now if that is where if you're feeling stuck in business I'm able to help you do that and if you're feeling stuck in you know relationships or anything like that I'm able to help you do that but um I mostly my my goal is to help people Really step into full alignment and like ditch like the shoulds that you feel like you should be doing, um, yep. and really just like live a life that is unique to you and and makes you feel so full.
0: Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a combination, yeah. and I think having something like the design, the human design, as a a framework to show people, it's like okay, here let's look at this, you know, printout chart. and this like yeah. detailed yeah. chart and. And so I think it, it's such an an incredible tool and also like an, in addition to the, to the other work that you're doing. So what do you, do you see yourself doing this full time ever?
1: Yeah. Um, I maybe one day if I like, maybe if I'm even in between contracts where like, I'm like, mm-hmm. don't, because a, a good amount of like my mission that I've told myself that I'm going to do, um, in 2020 being the manifesting generator that I am, I'm going to only take contracts that I want to take, right? Like I'm going to start mm-hmm. saying no to the things just because it's a paycheck and just because it's that. So, um, luckily yeah. I've built up my business enough to be able to support that. Um, so if I didn't want to do a contract, cause it doesn't align with, you mm-hmm. know, me and my morals then I'm able to turn it down and like do my you know focus more on my my work and but I do have money coming in in the sense
0: that I don't have to worry now about that which mm-hmm. is so nice. Yes, definitely. That's great. And so what are you do you, are you doing cuz you talked to to us about your offers, your um you know sessions that you that you're doing for people? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um so I
1: do sessions every Thursday and Tuesday. Um and so if you wanted a human design reading, I'm happy to do that. Um and then then I also have this program coming out six weeks. No, it's not what it's called. It's called Easing to Alignment <laughs> and it is a six week one on one program <laughs> where <laughs> we basically we dive into your design, right? So I, I love giving readings. Um I love when people feel validated and that's like one of my favorite parts about human design. Mm -hmm. Um, but I of course love to go deeper. So I feel like I can't touch on everything within like an hour reading. Um, hence the reason I had to have like three before I fully understood human design. So it's Mm -hmm. taking different elements and breaking it down into different weeks. Um, but then helping you apply it to your life in a way that you understand and, um, affirmations, like ways that make you feel like, giving you homework every week to like help you step further into your design um and i love it because i feel like i feel like people aren't finishing the program and then you know if they don't have the accountability that they need they're not like oh crap what do i do i'm just gonna go back to like my old ways like you're fully diving into a chart that's completely unique to you and Mm -hmm. like one piece of advice that i would give you i might not give to someone else right Mm -hmm. so it's like everyone has different ways of being and that's the beauty of human design is that like everyone shows up in a different way, in a way that works for them. So that's what we really dive into in this ease into alignment
0: program. Cool. And it's one-on-one or is it group?
1: It's one-on-one.
0: Okay. Yeah. Ease into alignment. And then what about your podcast too? I love your podcast. You have a lot of episodes, so I haven't gone all the way back, but
1: <laughs> honestly, it's all very different. Like. Um as you can tell but uh yeah my right now <laughs> my podcast is called Ease and Flow um by Felicia Baird and uh, I basically talk two weeks out of the month I'll sign up in two weeks out of the month I'll talk about human design stuff and then of course like how it all intertwines I'm usually talking about both but mm-hmm. yeah you can find me at the Ease and Flow podcast um and I hope that to see you there that's I mean that's where I like putting out my content and I'm so happy you like listening to it
0: Hmm. Definitely. Yeah. And I think I love your evolution and just and not not being afraid to reinvent what you're doing. And again, like you know, kind of just yeah, navigate and kind of. I heard one of your podcasts, at your episodes. You're like, I'm just. I didn't want to talk about it anymore. It felt like a chore. You know, it didn't I didn't yeah. have fun with it anymore. And I, I really can appreciate that honesty and with yourself too like this just is not fun because a lot of this is there there's a level of it is work of course and it's creation but if you're not having fun then what is the point
1: yeah and so like with my podcast like that's what I did I started doing it just on my airpods instead Mm -hmm. of like and then if I like if I'm at work and I feel super creative in a moment I can write up a podcast real quick head into Mm -hmm. a sound booth and record it as opposed to like Coming home at eight o'clock at night feeling super uninspired and then doing it because I have to now because I have to put out something. Yeah. So I've just, you know, and I, not just with podcasting, but I encourage everyone to just find a way in their life to make something easy. So Mm. I was just like, okay, I have this voice notes app on my phone and I have AirPods. So I could just do this whenever I want. Yeah. Um, I've just now started incorporating music, but before I was like too much effort for me to edit in the music. Um, but now I enjoy the music part. So I put it in, but it's like, whatever you can do, like you can't do anything wrong. So even if you rebranded, whatever, it's yours. Like you can, you can do it and then you can do it and then you can do it again. Like, it's like nothing, you're (laughs) never going to make a decision that's wrong. Right. So, um, just making it easy for you. So that way it is a way for you to be be consistent. Like that is more Mm -hmm. important than sitting here wondering how you can make the perfect sounding.
0: Oh yeah, Definitely. Yes. That messy, messy action.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, Mm -hmm. you know, consistency is the way to like build um, things up. So if something just feels like a chore, you either get rid of it or reframe it to make it sound like something you want to do. Right. Yeah. That's what I encourage people to do.
0: It's getting away going back full circle. It's getting away from the shoulds.
1: Yeah, exactly. You know? Like there's no wrong answer. Like that's the best part about owning your business. It's the best part about this online space. Like mm-hmm. the right people will come if you just believe that they will, right? So
0: mm-hmm. definitely. Yes. Yeah. So fun to talk to you. Yeah. And man, this is fun. I, yeah. I really want a reading too. That would be really good. So I can just yeah. get past the surface level because I feel like I've got that down. I mean, for the most part. And um yeah, be really Really fun to go look at it deeper. So Tuesdays, and yeah. Thursdays, you do readings for people. They can find you on Instagram, message you there. Um, mm-hmm. Your website is by Felicia Baird. By- yep, right? okay. Everything's the same. So any anything else? I'm trying to think of. I mean specifics. I think people hopefully you know will go to mybodygraph.com and get their chart it out. I found other, there's a lot of websites out there, it seems like that they will, you know, create the chart for you. So once they have the chart, then they would come to you and, and have a deep dive reading. Yeah, for
1: sure. I mean, mybodygraph.com is really great at giving you details, um, as much as you can understand. I mean, the wording is a little bit too, for me, a little bit too, um, complicated. Like it's not your everyday mm. type wording. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's a great free resource if you're starting out and you want to try and do it on your own, like hundred percent. That's where I started. Um, mm-hmm. I would totally encourage that. And like, of course, like I check out the ease and flow podcast if you're just starting out, because I have, um, you know, all of the things for different authorities, your profiles, your energy type. So it's a really great starting point. Um, mm-hmm. And then when you are ready to go deeper into like your unique talents and your traits and all of that stuff, your human design does all that stuff for you and how you communicate your boundaries, cool. all of that. So when you're ready for that, yeah, book a reading. And it's just, um, you could find it at byfeliciabaird.com and uh, we can go deeper in, into that. And yeah, that's, if you like, if you are one of those people. Um, that want to try and do it on your own, like mybodygraph.com is is the site that you want to
0: be on. Okay. One last question about relationships. Mm-hmm. So let's say, because I used to do numerology, like I would date someone and I would immediately get <laughs> pull out the numerology book and you know, and do their chart. So is this something that you personally would you want you kind of want to know this person's chart? just to see compatibility. Yeah.
1: Mm, I mean I I like knowing that my boyfriend's a Sagittarius um he doesn't and neither does his mom remember his birth time like for me to like fully look up his like okay chart um But it's, it's to me, I feel, I I know that every energy type in human design can be together. And it really is just Mm -hmm. like knowing that your partner is an emotional person instead of a non-emotional person, or like Mm -hmm. maybe, you know, they have like an open heart center. It makes them a little bit more susceptible to needing validation than not. So it's like, to me that's what the relationship thing is, like, especially in business, knowing that you're a projector kind of thing, like, we would work, like, we would work really well together, those energy types jive Mm -hmm. really well, so it's, like, when I'm hiring, I really try to find projectors, um, because I'm already enough energy for enough people Mm -hmm. to, (laughs) I'm enough, so I don't need more, Um, but, like, finding, like, those type of people, so it's, like, in that, but, like, no, I'm not really the type to, like, analyze like if we're if i'm compatible with my person i to mm-hmm. me, like i don't know i just feel like that can also get you down like really shutting out people that you yeah. probably could get to know better
0: <laughs> totally i just wondered if you know when you would you know this you could find all this stuff out about somebody so it's kind of like a you know an inner um you know better than a criminal report right yeah say.
1: well i mean i know for sure i'll be making my boyfriend find out his birth time One way or another, and I'll be (laughs) looking it up. But for now, it's fun. (laughs) Yeah,
0: that's so cool.
1: This was super fun. Thank you so much for having you.
0: Thank you for hopping on and sharing your knowledge about this incredible problem. (laughs) I'm yeah, so excited, and and I honestly can say that it's changed my perspective and the way that I do things and. And so I, I yeah, I'm, I'm talking about it constantly with everyone. Like, do you know your human design? Do you know? Do you know? So I think yeah. I had to, you know, kind of go to the source, to the expert. Yeah, it's me. <laughs> to you, yes. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts so you never miss an episode. And if you like what you hear and want to share your story, or if you know someone you think would make a great fit, you can find me and send me a message on Instagram at where is Willow. I'd love to hear from you. Cheers to carving your own fucking path.